0: What's up, everyone? Welcome into another episode of Locked on Bucks. And the show rolls on Frank. Greece uh, maybe gave fans a few nervous moments, but in the end, a big fourth quarter from Giannis was the main driver of a win for Greece uh, in this uh, first knockout stage game. They'll move through uh, to fight another day, which is going to be fun. We'll talk about that, a matchup with Germany. And we'll break down uh, this win because it was an interesting performance uh, from. Giannis throughout. So let's get started.
1: Max him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning, fading shot.
0: Locked on bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman. You can see and hear me on this show uh, daily, and also find my work over at ESPN alongside me, the founder of Brewhoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madanides. And we (laughs) are very, uh, very excited today. A uh, hard fought win, we'll call it that, for Greece. But 31 to 21, they outscored the Czech Republic in the fourth quarter. And Get this win 94 to 88. Giannis finished with 27 points, 10 rebounds. I, I said hard fought before, but this was a hard fought 27 points as well. The game was on the line in the fourth quarter. And just as we predicted, as everyone assumed, a couple of big threes from Giannis really iced this one for Greece.
1: <laughs> yeah, it has not been a great three point shooting uh, tournament for Giannis. Uh, but, but, uh, I think it we, we've seen it happen so many times in the NBA where, you know, for whatever reason, Giannis has a, a hard first half in this game. I think he was one for five, I think, from the field with only four points in the first half. And you know, just holding this is why he's, you know, the, the best player in the world is yeah, maybe you can clog the middle Greece starting Papa Giannis alongside uh Yeah. <laughs> I'm still thinking <laughs> back to just our jokes about Papianis and Giannis and Floppy Giannis and all that. Uh but I, I think Greece was a little probably too big and a little too congested in the first half. Give the Czechs credit. Jan Vesely hit a bunch of like hmm. s- stuff That's from tough. the lane. And um, you know, that was about as good of a first half, probably as as they could have expected from the for the Czechs, um, leading by four going into the break. But Giannis, 12 points in the third quarter, 11 in the fourth quarter. And, uh, yeah, it was just sort of the inevitability of Giannis, you know, just kind of ultimately winning out. And jump shot was, for the most part, not really there today. He did hit a really Mm -hmm. nice turnaround at one point in the third quarter when he was starting to make his move. But in the second half, you know, Greece basically goes small. Very little Papi Giannis. Uh, I don't think he played at all. I I think he started the second half, but then I, I think he got pulled at some point midway through the third, third quarter, I think. And um, I don't think he played at all in the fourth quarter as Greece kind of went with the smaller group. Um, I didn't hear about Costas if there was if it was injury-related or, or why he didn't play or if it was just simply the, the size thing. Um, but, you know, again, we, we've obviously seen that story. For the Bucks. you know, closing games in the NBA with Giannis at center. And I think in this format in particular, where, you know, Greece Papianis and and Kostas Dedakumbo, these guys are not floor spacers, you know, they 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 will not be confused for Brook Lopez or Bobby Portis by any stretch of the imagination offensively. And, you know, it just seemed like the, everything kind of opened up a lot more for Giannis uh playing with that smaller group and they switched defensively. I think kind of took away some of the things that worked early for the checks and Big game in terms of offensive rebounding for Greece. We've seen that story um, previously in this tournament. Even even without you know going you know jumbo necessarily uh, for large stretches of this game. And um, you know again, this is why Giannis is great, just being able to get himself going downhill. And then you know just for good measure, hitting a couple of kill shot <laughs> three pointers. <laughs> I think the first one was with two and change to go. Um, and then the last one, uh, I think, what was it in the final minute, um, where uh, where yeah, Giannis just closing this game out with a couple of threes, and you know he gets up to 27 points on and 10 rebounds, five assists. You know, no matter no matter how bad he starts a game, it just seems like he somehow finds a way to to get to those types of stat stuffing numbers. And fortunately for the Greeks, they live to fight another day. In this case, uh, against Germany, the hosts in uh, the quarterfinals.
0: So I should say, and um, I think we've seen over the last few weeks as we've been doing these podcasts, uh, we've been getting a lot of uh, feedback and tips and uh, a bit of a history lesson in the YouTube comments for sure, um, certainly teaching me a lot about the history of of Greek basketball. And I think you know, one of the guys that's been a big part of this team for for a long time, Nick some you've spoken about when you talk about Uh, Papi Giannis not being a a shooter. Kalathis, I think, historically, I think we've seen has been a bit of a reluctant shooter. Hmm. And I thought it was interesting tonight because even when they did go small, because of the way that the Czech Republic were defending Giannis, and let's be honest, he's no stranger to seeing two or three defenders at him uh, in in his face every time he he catches the ball. Uh, But Greece got up 39 three-point attempts today. Uh, so they knew that they were going to have to shoot the ball, and we've spoken about the fact whether the three-point shooting uh, would hurt this team uh, moving forward. But Nick Galathus was three for five. He knocked down some of those threes today, uh, and you know, overall, only 30%, which actually maybe makes Giannis feel comfortable. He's used to, in big crunch games, <laughs> the team shooting about 30% from three. But they knocked down some big ones and it just allowed them to stay in the game in the first half and then Giannis was able to find some space. And then, as you mentioned, he knocked down a couple for uh, himself there. But I thought the interesting player that came into this game, Larenzakis, he only played 12 minutes in this game. They brought him in in the third quarter and Giannis gave him a big hug after the game because he was a bit of a spark for this team now. He was definitely fired up and he definitely was... uh, looking to get his shot off whenever he was able to touch the ball, because I think he might've been just a bit, a bit, a bit excited, but uh, he did create a spark. He had eight points in these 11 minutes, uh, three for seven from the field. And they just needed uh, someone else really to contribute. And uh, I-, I thought that was decent because Tyler Dorsey, again, not his best game. He's kind of faded out after a really, really, really hot start uh, to this tournament. He's had a few quiet games and, uh, it would probably be handy moving forward because they are still kind of searching for this second scorer on this team, but it, it seems to be more of a uh, collective uh, on any given night.
1: Yeah, I mean, you'll at the box score. I mean, Agravanas, who's had, you know, some very nice performances at, at points hmm. in this tournament, played 11 minutes, didn't score. Uh, Dorsey, as you mentioned, one, one out of five, only played 19 minutes, six points. Um, and... It's interesting, I mean, Slukas uh, did score 10 points, and I was surprised to see that he only hit one out of two threes. I think it was a pretty big three, and I want to say in the fourth quarter, kind of like a pull-up. But yeah, I mean, this has obviously got to be something, I mean, it's true for every team, right? Um, You just have to have enough depth and these single, I mean, now it's single elimination you know, you you just can't afford to have to be to be overly reliant on you know two or three guys because if those guys get taken away, um, you know then you're kind of screwed. So uh, for Greece tonight, as you said, um, you know some of the familiar guys who were maybe bigger parts of what was happening early in the tournament, um, maybe those guys didn't come through. But again, Giannis, <laughs> even if even if he has a quarter or a half that that aren't pretty. You can count on him to, to come through when it matters he played i think the entire i want to say he played the entire second half ends up at about just shy of 34 minutes total played and um but they did get some help from other guys that maybe you know weren't the the headliners in the early stages of the group group stage right uh, papa petru also hit uh, a couple of big shots uh, i think was it papa petru or lorenzakis that hit that front rim three that that dribbled Top in adventure. over yeah it, was, yeah it
0: was uh yeah that,
1: that, was, that was that was that was kind that was a kind kind rim um on on that shot but uh but yeah i mean kalathis you know to get 14 points on eight shots he, as you said hit those three out of five threes um he had i think i had another six assists as well and um you know again like they're just going to continue to need a little bit of kind of everything from these, these other guys. And then you hope just that obviously Dorsey has at least another couple of, of heaters in him, perhaps uh, as this tournament wears on Um, it's interesting. I I didn't realize Dorsey was six, five you know, he's, he's on that two way with the Mavs coming into this coming NBA season Um, decided to make the move from the Greek league, Um, obviously chasing his NBA dream and he's definitely bigger than I than I thought he was cuz when I heard he was on a two way with the with the uh with the Mavericks I was like man I thought he was like I always thought of him as like 62 63 I was like really Dorsey getting on the NBA contract um but I know he's he's got you know solid size for for a two and obviously tonight didn't necessarily come through in the way that that we've been seeing him but um but yeah I mean I think just the Greeks have shown that when they really need to defend uh in these kind of crunch crunch time games that they've had you know, a number of them at this point, uh, the first couple of group games had big leads and then kind of things got a bit uncomfortable late. Uh, and now today, again, just, we see Giannis able to anchor a defense and they're able to put enough size and switchability and, you know, maybe not explosive athleticism, but kind of scrappy guys that, that can defend, especially within, you know, kind of a FIBA context. So, um, uh, we'll see we'll see if that that formula can can continue to carry them and you know part of the obviously american fans you know people love march madness uh because of the randomness and unpredictability of of the single elimination tournament and now obviously that's where we are here uh with EuroBasket, and um makes you a little nervous right because obviously greece still undefeated uh and with serbia now getting eliminated by italy um Again, like you know, we we talked about the bracket the other day, Serbia being on the other side, but Slovenia also on the other side. You know, you got to play the host here in this next game. That won't be easy, but Spain is the the other top seed that you could face in in the semi before a potential matchup with Slovenia or a rematch with Italy. Can't ask for you know kind of a better break to the bracket really than that. There are no gimmies in there. Uh, especially in a one-off scenario, but it's it's obviously a great opportunity for for Giannis and this Greek team to um, to make a run and 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 win a gold medal.
0: Yeah, two wins for a shot at a medal, and three wins uh, for what we hope will be the gold. Uh, speaking of gold, if people are looking to win gold, head to BetOnline.net now. Unfortunately, as we're recording this. Uh, we mentioned the NFL, and you can find all your NFL stuff over at BetOnline.net. Uh, we spoke about the Packers Vikings rivalry. Uh, I didn't watch the game, but I woke up this morning and checked the scores. Looks like a tough day at the office for our uh, <laughs> Wisconsin <laughs> NFL Packers fans. Uh, tough day. Well, really, a global brand. The Packers actually, so fans all over the world. I got a few friends here in Australia that are that are very grumpy uh, on a Monday afternoon, but you got to look at the positives. There's another game next week, and head to betonline.net to find out everything you need to know about the NFL uh, futures for the rest of the season, as well, and also MMA, boxing, golf, baseball, plenty of stuff you can find at betonline.net, and also the NBA, which, by the way, uh, we are now only three weeks away ish from the Bucks' first preseason game, which I know we've been caught up with uh, the grease stuff here at, at Eurobasket, but the NBA is right around the corner as well. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action and spend online where the game starts.
1: By the way, I have to say, uh, I decided to record the Packer game today and, and sort of, I basically recorded the first half and watched it on DVR so that I could, you know, football's great with 30 second fast forward. Cause you can basically mm. watch games light, without. Light. Yeah, yeah. You just literally only watch actual football being played and not any of the kind of in between stuff. So I was able to speed watch through a pretty miserable first half. And then I had some errands I had to run. So then I ran some errands and I was like, well, I don't have much hope for, <laughs> for this game <laughs> based on the way that first half was going. Uh, and also just the injuries. I was kind of like, not really sure what to expect of this game, given the Packers have like no offensive line and, you know, the receiver core is a question mark even before Alan Lazard was ruled out for this weekend. So I was kind of like, eh. And of course, last year, Packer fans may very well recall that the Packers got absolutely stomped in the first game of the season last year against the Saints. So um, so yeah, I, w- I let's just say this, I was not happy with the result, but I was very happy that I just had it on DVR. I wasn't watching, you know, in real time on Twitter and living through the misery of uh of a second screen <laughs> experience of that game. So, um so yeah, we'll see we'll see next week. We'll have to we'll have to see. I'm actually curious. I'm now I'm kind of like wondering what the um what the over under was on the Packers wins this season. So, Kane, when I'm blathering on during our next segment here, you need to look that up for me cuz I am now I am kind of curious where where the Packers are at least supposed to be this season. But but anyway,
0: Where would I look that up? BetOnline.net, of course. Uh, And uh, by the way, Steph Curry, KD, LeBron James, Giannis, who is the most valuable NBA player this season? I think you know who I would select, but Locked On and BetOnline present the NBA top 50 most valuable players starting on September 19. Find it on Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts uh, and on YouTube. All right, let's let's get back to some real positive stuff. And uh, I thought Giannis, probably the MVP of this game, uh, coming in a close second, was the shirtless Greek fan with the water polo cap on and the drum <laughs> that got a lot of airtime. This man was on the – every anytime Greece did anything, this shirtless man with a water polo cap was, uh, was on the TV screen. Uh, hopefully he listens to Locked On Bucks because shout out to that guy. That was a, a tremendous performance. <laughs> I do love the atmosphere, by the way. I would love to be there. It would be really, really fun. They're singing and dancing and carrying on. Uh, maybe a little bit nervous in the, in the first half of this game, but certainly by the end of the fourth quarter, uh, they were having a good time. You mentioned Giannis 33 minutes. So it was interesting because even though the game was really hanging in the balance, his whole time off the floor for this game came at the start of the second quarter. I think he might've missed like another 20 seconds cause he came off cause he was bleeding. Uh, but other than that, he spent the first six minutes of the second quarter on the bench and it, it's been interesting to see how his minutes have been managed. I know we spoke about it a lot at the start of the tournament, and there was some games where he could also add a couple of minutes towards the end of the game when Greece had it in hand. But it does look like they're just saying we're going to get you a breather at the start of the second quarter and then gear up because you are not coming off the floor for the entire second half, which is which is interesting. But you know, you, you still look at it today, and 33 minutes is uh, is a fine total. That's about what he's playing in the NBA, maybe a fraction more.
1: Yeah, and I mean with the 10-minute quarters as well. Yeah. Um you know, you're not having to go full 12 minutes when you're playing a full quarter and um Greece got, you know, I forgot how many free throws they shot, but it felt like, you know, there were a lot of a lot of fouls in that fourth quarter in particular. So, it, it's not like it was a track meet. Breaks. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't obviously a track meet. Um it was not a game where the Greeks were able to really take advantage of you know, Giannis and and they've had a bunch of games where they've been able to force turnovers and and really, you know, get out and transition. I think it was only like five, two or something like that in terms of transition points between the two teams. But, um, but, you know, again, Giannis obviously no stranger to having to be that kind of key closing guy. And, you know, we saw him have another big shot block in the fourth quarter again here. It just, you just feel like Giannis, you know, we talk about him obviously offensively and what he's able to do, Uh, when things matter most offensively, but he really does seem like an incredibly clutch defensive player. We've seen this for (laughs) years now. It's just like, you know, as hard as he plays during kind of the normal parts of the game, he's able to kind of ratchet it up to an even higher level when needed uh, in, in fourth quarters and in crunch time. So it was, uh, it was fun to watch. And what, were what was your verdict, uh, Kane on, it was not a true big balls, Sam Cassell style dance that we saw from Giannis after I think it was the final three that he hit. Um, But he just sort of did kind of just did this as though he was just kind of like having to hold a couple of watermelons in front of himself as he walked back, Mm -hmm. you know, big balls dance. will get you a fine in the NBA. I don't know if if there's any such, uh, you know, if it's also similarly for Bowdoin in uh, FIBA play, especially in Germany. But um, but it, it was a good modification, I felt like, because it was just like, well, he's just putting his arms out. So, you know, wasn't wasn't a true big balls dance. I feel like you can't find him for that. Um, but I think it, it conveyed the, uh, the same message.
0: It looked to me like this was a man that was cradling a set of wallabies. So, now, the still photo, the evidence tells me from the still photo that this is uh, irrefutably a big balls dance. But uh, the camera kind of missed it. Not great camera work on the owner celebrations, but uh, he certainly doesn't mind uh, celebrating when he knocks down those shots. And as you pointed to, it's not the first time that he's actually hit. I remember we had a conversation during the Bucks season, and we were talking about the fact that, Giannis really does want to go for the kill shot with a jumper. We've seen him with layups before, uh, but we've seen him multiple times you know, trying to go for yeah, whatever you want to call it, trying to knock down a jump shot, which some people may say is is not the highest percentage look that he can get, but uh, he has hit a few of them. And when he overtook uh, Kareem as the scoring leader for the Bucs, that was very late in the game in Brooklyn. He knocked down a three there. So he's got a couple of them. I still like the fact that he... Is happy to take those shots. But uh, early in the fourth quarter, he had two attempts in a row. He basically reloaded and had another go and missed it there. But then he was able to hit uh, the two late. So I think he he can certainly celebrate. So this Germany game, though, if we look ahead. So first of all, we're going to get a good look at Dennis Schroeder, who we spoke about on the last podcast. So I kind of hope that Dennis Schroeder has a really, really terrible game. Uh, But... You know, that's not going to necessarily change my mindset of whether I I think he should come to the box, but hopefully he plays terribly. But just from a lineup point of view then, because you've spoken about the big lineup, I think it makes sense that even though Papianis has had some decent moments, it makes sense just for the functionality of the offense that it can get bogged down a little bit there. So you come up against Germany, they uh, beat Montenegro and Daniel Tice started. Franz Wagner is in there as well. So they do have a little bit of size. Uh, it's Daniel Tice though. I mean, are we, would you start Papayanis? My assumption is that he will start, but I'm just curious to see how long they stick
1: with this big lineup. I mean, would I you, I mean, you wouldn't start <laughs> would, him. would, yes, I, okay. would no, I start no. him? No. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and and it's not imp- and it's really a couple things, right? For one, uh, he's a guy that and, and you know and he's he's a very good you know european like euro league type of player right not that i'm watching a lot of papianas but you know i've read enough about him he he's become a, a very good player in europe and you know shot blocker i don't know if he's a great defender but seems like he's at least found a niche as as kind of a you know kind of traditional rim protector um the problem is when when he's out there you know you you can attack him like you would a normal big and put them into pick and rolls. And we, we saw that in the first half of this game in particular. And again, you know, he, he's not Bill Russell. Let's say that. Um, I'm, I won't comment on much. We'll let the the YouTube commenters kind of let us know just how good defensively Papianis is typically, you know, sort of at the club level. Um, but, you know, he's someone that you can attack and I think you're obviously not going to, I mean, they, they obviously were not switching with him and, um I, I I wanna say I don't believe they put Giannis on Vesley initially. Um, but then as the game wore on, Giannis was on Vesley more and more. And you know, if they ran a pick and roll, they would just switch it. And Vesley had a I mean, he had a you know, it's not like he went scoreless after that kind of fast start, but you know, he did not keep up the the pace that he had early on in this game. I think he have he like 12 points in the first quarter, I think, something like that. Um <laughs> So, and, and, Vesley's become a, you know, I mean, he's kind of a punchline in the NBA cause he was, you know, a lottery pick with the wizards and just never, never really panned out, but he's been a really good player for a long time in Europe. And, and I mean, there were discussions of, you know, Hey, is this guy potentially a, should he, you know, should an NBA team take a chance on him? He finished with 21 points on 13 shots today. So, I mean, you know, obviously played well, but, um, but, you know, again, overall um, I think we saw, why the Greeks are better when they're a little bit smaller Giannis anchoring things and they have uh, enough size and shooting um, to, you know, again, play kind of keep, keep the teams honest defensively. You're obviously probably going to give up more offensive rebounds playing in that configuration, but um, you're going to be switchable. You're going to take away, I think more of the kind of typical pick and roll game. And we didn't really see the checks like, you know, Balvin and and some of the big, we didn't really see them kind of, really go to work, you know, posting up small guys or anything like that. So, um so yeah, I mean I again, I may be oversimplifying things, but I I it's not just what Papagianis does defensively, but I think also just they run a lot of high screen and roll with Papagianis and it makes sense normally that you would do that because I think he's, you know, that kind of his way to exploit some of his ability. Um but then you see Giannis, you know, in the corner or Giannis kind of yeah. hanging out on the wing and it's like, well, it's not really where I want the best player in basketball uh, to be spending his time. So I think just splitting those two guys up a little more um, just feels like kind of a more balanced way, way to attack. So we'll, we'll see. Right. I mean, um, every game is going to be a little different. Um, And it was interesting not to see cost really at all today. And again, I, I don't recall if that was injury related or, or what I, I didn't hear anything on the broadcast I watched that that had an explanation obviously costs played in the in the previous game so he has been nursing that that knee injury but but ha- did come back so um so hopefully you know they have a little easier time of it than they did today and yeah my two cents maybe splitting up Giannis and and Giannis, uh, a little more may help that but um you know we're, we're going to need a little bit of kind of from all these guys probably and uh, it'll be interesting to see I am curious if defensively, you know, Costas would would maybe be better. Um, I'm always, I'm a little wary, right? It's like, you know, in, in from an NBA standpoint, a guy like Costas because of his mobility, I would feel better about than a guy like Papianis who doesn't obviously move as well. In in this sort of FIBA style, I don't know that it's always as big of an issue, but I do think we saw today, you know, just the fact that they obviously were having to play traditional pick and roll defense. It did hurt them a bit in the first half, so I don't know. Those are my two cents. What do you think? Yeah, he still played
0: eighteen minutes, eight points, five rebounds, so plus five in that stretch there. So I, I think it's not a it's not a new conversation. It's why I think in the NBA, even with more space on the floor, a guy like you know Clint Capella, if your offensive capability is that you're a role man that can finish lobs or just finish in the paint. It just doesn't really make a lot of sense offensively with Giannis, particularly in the FIBA game where everyone is so cramped and it's like, okay, well, you know, <laughs> ideally Giannis doesn't have to be a four spacer and he attempted eight threes in this game uh, himself. So I would expect that Papi Giannis will start with Daniel Tice probably starting at the five for Germany. But yeah, I am curious to see. <laughs> Uh, what those minutes look like towards the end of the game. And we've seen it at the NBA level for the last few years. Giannis has been a closer, even with a guy like Brooke Lopez that spaces the floor and knocks down all those threes. Sometimes defensively, it just makes more sense uh, to have Giannis at the five. So I think that we'll see that as the fourth quarter lineup, but I think that he'll still, uh, still start in this game. That would, that would be my
1: guess. And, And, and Germany, you know, I'm just looking at kind of their, their prior game, right? So they started Tice and Johannes Voigtman, Mm-hmm. Who is a traditional more of a you know six ten kind of more of a traditional type of center? He played twenty six minutes, only had two two points in uh, in the the round of sixteen game against Montenegro. So, um, so so we'll see. But I mean, Germany plays pretty big. I mean, Franz is playing as yeah. a small forward to start at least, and Franz obviously six nine six ten. I would think of him typically as more of a FIBA four man. Um, so. I'm I'm guessing Papa Nikola probably plays on Wagner. We'll be interested to see how they kind of match, match those things up. But, you know, Germany certainly between Voitman and, and Tice, um, you know, those two guys combined to take one, one three point attempt in the previous game. So, you know, they're not, they're not a couple of bigs that are stretching the floor a whole lot. So hopefully that means for Giannis that, you know, he can kind of sag off a bit and, and, uh, and Rome, right, which she's obviously probably the best in the world at in terms of uh, of playing off and and playing in space, being that kind of free safety defensively. Yeah, and I think the Giannis
0: intimidation factor is why you haven't seen a lot of uh, mismatches being taken advantage of as well, because they know that Giannis is is lurking there uh, behind. And the other thing is when they play small, this is a pretty pesky Greek defense. Another three steals for Kalaitis here, and where the offense can get bogged down in the half court. Those steals generally get the ball to Giannis and you're gonna get some quick points or a foul as well. And he was nine for twelve from the free throw line today as well. So he's his, uh,
1: his eighty percent streak was was snapped though, Kane. This was uh, you know, we yes. talked about the other day. He was 80% from the line in four straight games, first time since at least from an NBA standpoint, since December 2017, that he had that. He missed one free throw in the last couple of minutes. He missed the front, yeah. he was a front end of that that two-shot attempt. If he makes that. He would have been above eighty percent for the fifth straight game. He Has to settle for seventy five percent. We'll take it. We'll take it. Well, and you know he's been shooting it pretty well because the uh, the commentator
0: for these games just uh, sounds absolutely stunned when he misses it. And I don't know whether it's
1: just his form from this tournament or do he you,
0: doesn't watch too much. Giannis, I don't do you know like that I
1: guy? Was... You're talking. I'm sure yeah. talking about like that American guy that like gets super excited about stuff all the time. I... Yeah, I, it's no, nah, it's a bit awkward, but it's um. But what I will say is those guys, typically,
0: from what I understand, uh, they, they do these FIBA tournaments, and they have to study all these teams and then do multiple games in the day. So, um, yeah, I have to tip my hat. It's a pretty difficult job, I would say.
1: They, I mean, that guy, I think Jeff something is his name, clearly knows international basketball, like, you know, plucks random facts about guys, uh, like, against Belgium. Um there was, I think, I think it was in the group stage game. Uh, I forget which guy. One of the big guys had like a kind of a dirty foul, like a push pushing Giannis in the back type foul, and he was going, "Is like that's not the kind of player he is. That's not the kind of player he is. We've seen him for you know for all." Yeah. And I was just kind of like, "Okay, you know, like <laughs> if you've seen this dude play club basketball, um, respect." Uh, but I, I don't know. There's also the fact that he calls him Antetokounmpo... Like, I get it. Like even Giannis will like say like Antetokounmpo, but like Kumpo. That no, come on, man. Like (laughs) I get it. Not everybody's gonna call him, you know, Adetokounmpo like us OG Giannis Bucks fans. But, um, but yeah, I don't know that guy. And he just and he just kind of gets like overly excited at times, you know, where it's just like it doesn't, it doesn't just doesn't. I don't know. I you know what I think of when I hear that guy, I think of. (laughs) <laughs> i think of the eric bledsoe radio call against the sixers oh my god the, the radio the sixers radio guy getting just losing his mind at eric bledsoe throwing a basketball you know at uh joel Embiid, and you know oh the most violent act i've ever seen in years or whatever that that's basically the like the something about that guy's voice just makes you think of that so anyway these are the announcers we're stuck with uh so it is what it is <laughs> you, you just have that on your soundboard. Out of here! Are you kidding me? Unbelievable! I have not seen a violent act like that in years.
0: Get him out! Unbelievable! Come to think of it, that should have been the response on that foul, on Giannis. Yeah. That should yeah. have been that response. Uh yeah. all right, let's wrap this up. Oh, by the way, it, it's it's a Bucks podcast, which is why we always try and go through all the plays. So Thanassus again had didn't have a great day at all. Yeah, we spoke about the the fouls the other day. And again, just silly fouls. Four minutes, three fouls. It's just he's just too aggressive. I don't think he can be trusted at the moment defensively to stay out on the floor. Uh he had one moment where at the end of the quarter he had a nice closeout, had a blocked shot, and then I think he got attacked because he was celebrating straight away in front of the opposition bench. So uh he is just so fired up right now and uh I don't think it's helping his cause on the court, unfortunately. I-
1: I like, uh, just on the topic of, of FIBA refereeing in general, I, I have to say there's gotta be like two or three times a game where like, I don't even really like know what, like there's a technical called and I, yeah, I can't really follow like, cause, cause uh. they do call these technicals for like unsportsmanlike, you know, we've talked about obviously the, um, you know, the unsportsmanlike transition take fouls a lot, right. Because yeah. of the, the impact on Giannis, but they, they just call a lot of, stuff which we don't typically see as much like you know like I we talked about dorsey getting called for like a leg kick and that was called i think a technical foul um i don't know but it it does seem like there's just random technicals called and there's never really much of an explanation given for for what the heck happened uh so yeah i had no idea what what happened with any of that and it's just like oh okay there's just free throws being shot okay i get sure okay that's fine
0: yeah, that's why I didn't want to absolutely pin it on him because that actually might not have been on him. It might have been on the coach or who knows. But they picked up uh, a few texts, you know, through the course of this game. So anyway, uh, we'll see whether Sinassas can bounce back in the next game. He's certainly getting minutes early, but uh, the last few games he just hasn't been able to stay on the floor. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. All right, Greece and Germany, one night off, and then they'll get stuck into that. Uh, and that will give them... A chance to move on against Spain or who is it? Spain or who? Do you know that off the top of your head? Spain or I, I, I had don't. the bracket up. I had the bracket. France is
1: wait. Is France? France is on the other side of the bracket, bracket right? Yeah, they're playing uh, Italy.
0: Okay, so hey, Gobert versus Jokic would have been a fun matchup, but now yeah. Jokic is gone. Uh, that is not going to be the case. So France and Italy will play there. But anyway, Greece. Simon to get Simon
1: through. Simon Fantecchio against Rudy Gobert. I mean, that's a lot of lot of. NBA fans are going to be tuning in for that one, I'm sure, uh, to see the Jazz's prized Italian import for this coming. F- Fantechio played really well against Greece, so I'm I'm only half joking here, but uh, but yeah, we'll we'll see, one game at a time, Kane. One game at a time. Let's just focus on Germany. Let's focus on Germany.
0: Yes, keep the focus on Germany, but it's Finland is the other team. Larry
1: oh, Larry Larry Markkinen. Yeah, it's went going crazy off. today. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
0: so it's going to be fun. We're going to continue the coverage here. So uh, thanks to everyone that's been subscribing along the way. Check out the On NBA podcast as well uh, for, to keep up to date with all the latest NBA news. You can find that wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll be back after the game against Germany, hopefully winners again and rolling on through the bracket to take down Larry marketing for once and for all. Speak to you guys then.